What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Humanity Matters uh, broadcast. I'm Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host, and we are here to discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, leadership, and nonprofits. Uh, we are continuing our series this summer and concluding in the fall with Meet the Candidates, a discussion on poverty in Arkansas. Uh, it is important the poor in our society have concerns addressed in a loving, civil, and nonviolent manner. For us to move forward, we have to uh, continue to learn to work together in love and for the good of each other. And today, I have with me City Councilwoman Sheila Whitmore Isby. How are you doing today? I'm great. Yourself? I'm doing good. good. And she is running for re-election uh, for City Council. That's true. Yes. Okay. And so, why don't you just tell everybody about yourself and sure. why you're running and okay. uh, all that good stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I um, was elected back in 1998. Okay. First minority um, elected to city council. Some okay. believe that that was something that couldn't be done, particularly in a citywide election. So. Okay. Um, the residents of Conway thought me worthy enough to be elected, so I have been serving. This is my 20th year. Okay, congratulations. Um, I had uh, ran four years ago and at that time had indicated that I would not be seeking re-election. Okay. But as anything, my parents always taught me to never say never. Uh, so after um, much prayer, discussion and being approached by several people. Um, I had thought and pondered over it and after much prayer and consideration I had decided that there were so many good things going on. Uh, we had great continuity mm -hmm. between our city government, um, our chamber, county, and other officials. So it's kind of like anything else. When you're involved in a party and everything's going well, it's not time to go home yet. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, that's good. Um, so uh, we're talking about poverty and specifically in uh, the city of Conway. Yes. Uh, my last uh, two candidates that I met with was on a county level, so okay. met with Justice of the Peace. And so it is important uh, to hear about the city of Conway. And so okay. uh, for yourself and your, your 20 years of experience, uh, here in the city as a councilwoman, mm -hmm. uh, give us your definition of, of poverty. Well, I think for me, my definition of poverty is an individual that does not have the financial means okay. to provide the basic needs of life, right. which are basically clothing, shelter, and food. Okay, all right, good. Um, personal experiences. Uh, with well, what you share with us? Um, what I can share is first and foremost, I'm very thankful that I myself have not uh, been in a situation of poverty okay. as it relates to me personally. However, um, growing up, I could probably say, looking back, that I probably was in a poverty situation, mm -hmm. but. I didn't know that. Okay. I had no idea. I mean, my parents were able to provide the basic needs that mm -hmm. I had, not to the extreme that other people had them, mm -hmm. but um, I'm very fortunate and blessed that from a personal standpoint, that is not something I have ever experienced. Okay. Um, part of what I do, aside from city council, is I work for Counseling Associates, which okay. is a local mental health center. And what we see a lot of 
through Counseling Associates is we have Haven, which is a shelter for abused girls. Okay. So most of the girls who come into um, Haven, they have come through DHS, but most of them come from poverty-stricken homes. Um, so experience there with those young girls who um, have been victims of poverty and even abuse. I also, uh, part of our program is we provide intensive family services, and that means going into homes of individuals that need a lot more extensive services. Some of those don't have a means of transportation of coming to a local community mental health center, so it's basically meeting those people where they are and providing the services there at their atmosphere, and you know, what a lot of our clinicians see is people who live in poverty-stricken homes. So while I myself have not been a part of that situation, I feel the inclusiveness of it through the services that the organization that I work for provide. Um, I also am a mentor for YES, which is a program that was established. It stands for Young Empowered Sisters. And it is a program that was started by juvenile probation officer Sheila Frank. And it was provided to um, give young ladies who have been victims of being through the court system, not all, but some. And um, what I have found is while there are a lot of good things that Conway offers, and you think that everybody that's young has the opportunity to be involved in a lot of things Mm -hmm. in Conway through the schools, you know, different outlets, um, opened my eyes very widely to see that there are a lot of these young girls who come from homes that are poverty-stricken homes. So I think just having the awareness as well as the empathy for the people who are involved in poverty. That's good. That's good. Uh, This is Philip Fletcher, and we are here with uh, Councilwoman Sheila Whitmore-Isby, and we are discussing uh, poverty as it relates to the city of Conway is part of our Meet the Candidate series. And uh, as we continue on here in uh, the city of Conway, we, we, uh, no city is exempt uh, from its issues. Um, in, your, in your 20 years, uh, uh, you, you've discussed uh, specifically the, the young ladies that you serve that are coming mm-hmm. out of these poverty-stricken homes. Yes. Uh, but uh, how else have you seen poverty manifest here in our city Uh, in your role as a city councilwoman? Well, I think one of the biggest things that a lot of us have noticed um, probably within the last, I would say, five to six years is more the homeless population. And um, while I think that there have been some steps made um, in that direction Mm -hmm. as a city to help Mm -hmm. offer things in that, um, the... I think everyone has recognized the need, number one, for a homeless shelter. Um, I do think that as a city, we have recognized, number one, the poverty here in our city. Um, When you look at the fact that at this stage, um, the last figures I had looked at, is Conway alone is 18.8% poverty, which is over the national average of 14%. So yes, um, realizing and looking at those factors that that is an issue, not just nationwide, but right here at home. Um, As a city, I do think we have um, done several things to address the poverty level. 
Uh, we have the formation that has been in place for what's called CDBG funds, Community Development Block Grants, and those are funds that are used primarily in areas uh, where you do either revitalization, provide support, whether it be transportation, mm -hmm. housing, needs of that nature for mm -hmm. um, the low to income. Mm -hmm. um, last month, we broke grounds in uh, the Pine Street area, yeah. which is a definitely an area that hits very close to home when you look at the poverty area. Mm -hmm. It is predominantly an African-American um, area, which by far does not mean that everybody right. that's African-American is homeless, right. but uh, are poor. Mm -hmm. But uh, we had broke grounds on townhouses, mm -hmm. and those townhouses, that was an effort with the city. We had invested $1.2 million of CDBG mm -hmm. money to be used for the development of those townhomes. And those will be available for the low to moderate income families. So definitely helping with the housing situation there. Um, also, we have done a lot of work in purchasing as the city, a little over a million dollars again with CDBG money, and are looking at uh, building some cottage homes, which will be homes that will be a mixed use. Um, but it will serve some of those who are on the lower income level, mm -hmm. but then it will also be homes for sale that are at a market mm -hmm. value. So yes, definitely providing some housing opportunities for those. Um, another thing that the city has done is we also offer Conway to Work programs yes, where we uh, target individuals that are brought to the city that may have either fallen upon hard times, their family mm -hmm. struggling, that need uh, employment opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I think currently within the city, we have about eight of those positions. Yes, and those are positions that are city positions that we provide for particularly yes, those individuals. Uh, we also have um, the formation of the homeless shelter, mm -hmm. um, which I think you serve yeah, on that committee force, as yeah. well, mm -hmm. the task force. and. The part of that is is the mayor formed this when he came in in 2017 right. after definitely seeing the need mm -hmm. uh, and the poverty in our um, city. And basically what this task force does is they look at situations mm -hmm. with the homeless. Um, we have several nonprofits that serve on that. We also have two community people and then we have two people from the mayor's office that serve on that. And I know one of the things that's being done with that committee currently is trying to look, and there has been um, information given to the committee or the task force for different areas where they would feel would be appropriate for a homeless shelter. Um, I know there have been initiatives, at least two, since I've been on city council, uh, where people had looked specifically where they had looked at places to put a homeless shelter, and those particular places were not embraced by the community and I think there's several reasons um, you have to look at number one the impact that it has you also have to secondly look at the need for those people who are homeless um, you have to I think locate those shelters in an area where you don't just put them there but you have to put them in a place where it provides a lot readily access to employment opportunities um, healthcare type situations and also employment. Mm -hmm. So um, I think what the task force is doing is trying to actively look at an area that would encompass the majority mm -hmm. of those needs mm -hmm. that those people would mm -hmm. have. Yes, ma'am. So. Yes, ma you know, on that, um, what do you think, 
and I, I think there's a tension mm-hmm. that's, that exists between, um, you know, an organization that wants to open a homeless shelter right. and the, the needs of the, the area in which it wants to open. Mm-hmm. Um, how, you, how do you as a city councilwoman uh, negotiate that tension? Because um, uh, I think at some point, uh, you know, someone has to give. Yes. You know, so how, how, how do you think as a city councilwoman and, you know, thinking about your peers as mm-hmm. well, how, how will that be resolved uh, based off of what's happened the last two times? Right. You know? Well, I think everyone is aware mm-hmm. that there is a need. It's just basically trying to come to a resolution mm-hmm. on where that need can be established. Mm-hmm. So I think what all parties involved are going to have to look at, the people who are in the situation that mm-hmm. need the shelter, as well as the people in the community who mm-hmm. have investments in their homes and things mm-hmm. of that nature, that in nobody's mind there's ever going to be the ideal, ideal place. You're right, you're but right. again, I think the important issue is that in looking at something like that, you have to make sure that it is located. It's mm-hmm. not excluded. Mm-hmm. Because that's not going to help anyone. Because if you exclude them, they don't have transportation. Right. They don't have so getting to the things that are vital for them to survive and come out of the situation mm-hmm. of being homeless is going to be important. So I think trying to come to a compromise mm-hmm. um, where again you have a location where it affords them the opportunity where if they don't have a vehicle, at least where they are being housed gives them the availability to walk Mm -hmm. to employment opportunities, whether someone has already given them a job or if they have to go to the Employment Security Division Mm -hmm. to actively seek employment, and then also to be able to have opportunities where you have outlets like grocery stores, things Mm -hmm. that are also essential for them to have food. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be the ideal situation. Is everybody going to be happy? No. No, no, And unfortunately, not just with the situation with the homeless, but even when we look at rezoning issues, um, the most times that you see people come out and speak and speak loudly is when it affects their back door. Yes. So I think it's just going to have to be the education, number one. Not everybody that's homeless is going to be somebody that's going to reduce your home value. Not everybody that's homeless is going to be somebody that's going to come be a thief in the night. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I mean, we have good and bad people in our community, but unfortunately there are people that have just come upon unfortunate situations Mm -hmm. that are outside of their control, Mm -hmm. and these are probably not people who are asking for a handout, Mm -hmm. but for a handout. I hear hear your, I think I hear echoes of your professional work coming in to what you're talking about. Um, so that's a good segue. Uh, you know, in poverty, uh, mental mental health is a, is a big deal. It is. Um, and from yes, my experience in the work that we do, um, how do you see the city uh, being involved with helping uh, persons with mental illness? Because there are many persons who are on the street uh, who are wrestling with mental illness. Um, as yes. you mentioned as well, there are people mm-hmm. who are even... Uh, in homes, low-income situations who are uh, wrestling with mental illness and sometimes it's access uh, to those services. Uh, another thing is transportation compl- yes. compl- uh, complicates, complicates. Mm-hmm. Uh, those situations. And so uh, what role do you see is in, with the city in regards to mental health? Uh, 
uh, in regards to the poor? I think a lot of it is the awareness. Okay. Um, I know, um, again, I work for Counseling Associates. Mm-hmm. I'm not a mental health professional. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do human resources. Mm-hmm. But um, we, as an organization, we get a lot of calls for screenings. A lot okay. of those comes from the hospital, where someone okay. has been brought to the hospital. There has been a recognition of mental health needs. We go in and do those screenings. And then we look at um, revenues of where avenues where these individuals need to be placed, whether it's, and not everybody that has a mental illness is somebody that's out on the streets crazy Mm -hmm. and they need to be put in jails. Mm -hmm. Jails Mm -hmm. is not the solution Mm -hmm. for people with mental illness. Mm -hmm. So I think number one, awareness. We have done or tried to do a lot of education with law enforcement Mm -hmm. um, because if you're a law enforcement officer, there is certain training that you receive based upon life threats, things Mm -hmm. of that nature. However, there's not always that training of how to deal with someone who has a mental illness. Not everybody that you approach that Mm -hmm. may perceive to be violent Mm -hmm. is someone that has a violent nature. It may just be someone who has hallucinations, who hasn't had their medication. Mm -hmm. So again, I think awareness and education, not just as in the professional arena of counseling associates, but in the community as a whole to come okay. together and look at the awareness of the education in those areas. That's good. Uh, once again, I'm with uh, Sheila Whitmore Isby. Uh, she's city councilwoman running for office in November. Yes. All right. And we're here at Round Mountain Coffee uh, having our discussion on poverty as it relates to uh, the city of Conway. We'll be talking about homelessness. We've been talking about mental health and mm-hmm. uh, employment. Uh, so looking forward, um, uh, Election is passed, 2019 uh, comes up. Um, what are some uh, solutions that you would put forward uh, moving the city forward in reducing that 18%? What my hope would be mm-hmm. in 2019 is that we have established a location okay. for a homeless shelter. Okay. Um, I would foresee that hopefully we would be in, if it's an area that did not already have a facility located, Mm -hmm. that we would actively be involved in either through CDBG money, through community grants, through whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, actively building that. Mm -hmm. If it's a facility that is already available Mm -hmm. in the process of renovation of that. Um, pulling the community together okay. and getting them, giving them education mm-hmm. on this shelter, mm-hmm. uh, making them aware that the shelter is not somebody that's going to be housing violent people, mm-hmm. which is kind of what a perception somehow seems to be within yes, our community. So again, um, what I would like to see is the formation of either something going up, whether mm-hmm. it's being built or mm-hmm. if it's a facility that is already in place. Uh, the renovations going on in that and us as a city moving forward with education inclusion and embracement of our poverty-stricken population okay. some good uh, bullet points right there yeah, thank some you good bullet points thank right you there. Um, so uh, in conclusion uh, what's some concluding thoughts you want to offer in regards to uh, poverty in Conway mm-hmm. um, and in working with uh, county officials, uh, mm-hmm. one of the things I brought up uh, with the two ladies that are running for uh, Justice of the Peace for the county mm-hmm. is uh, how they can assist city leaders um, as well uh, in addressing poverty in the county. Um, okay. And so, uh, before you conclude, how do you see a relationship 
uh, moving forward with uh, Justice of the Peace. Um, you know, and even them working with our state reps and state senators uh, to, you know, bring some resources to bear here right. in the city. Well, again, I think it all goes back to what I've, I've initially said is mm -hmm. the education. I mean, um, the city council has their meetings. We work tirelessly for the efforts in the city. The county has their representatives, their meetings, and they work for the county. There have been a lot of joint ventures, mm -hmm. and I know that the city and the county have worked together in a lot of things, whether it's been joint ventures of constructing roads, mm -hmm. uh, things of that nature. But I think we're going to have to, number one, come together and sit down at the table, the city and the county. Mm -hmm. Number one, we're going to have to recognize and agree that the poverty is an issue. Mm -hmm. And I think moving forward, we are going to have to look at things that we can do together mm -hmm. as a force to address those issues of poverty. Mm -hmm. So maybe if we look at a homeless shelter, it may actually be located in the city, mm -hmm. which would be logical because mm -hmm. of the because of uh, employment opportunities, all right. of those things that are here. But I think we can get support from the county and the county officials, whether it's rallying our government officials mm -hmm. at our higher level for funding, recognition, mm -hmm. things of those natures. But again, I think that when you take entities that are trying to do the same thing, but they are in separate venues, mm -hmm. when you come together, mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of education that can happen. I mm -hmm. think there's a lot of things that can be done. And I think you realize that while we are different entities, we have the same issues and we have to come together and address those together yes, as a forum. That's true. So any concluding thoughts? Would you like to leave? Well, I would like to thank you, number one, mm -hmm. for what you have done in regards to the poverty. Mm -hmm. I know you have rendered a lot of tireless effort mm -hmm. um, in that arena. And first of all, I want to recognize and thank you for yeah, that. I that. Um, I know your um, city um, initiative has been great, and mm -hmm. I know that it has really impacted the lives of a lot of people in a very positive way. Mm -hmm. And I think um, people like yourself who make that effort and mm -hmm. step out there and do that, you should be commended for that. But I don't think it should be an individual effort. Mm -hmm. I think we all need to rally and yeah. build upon yes. what you have started. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. So, uh, thank you very much. Thank Sheila. you. I appreciate you as always. And so, uh, thank you for joining us uh, next Friday, June 29th, we'll be in Little Rock and we'll be uh, having a Facebook Live with Governor Asa Hutchinson as we'll be discussing poverty as it relates to the state of Arkansas. Uh, this has been Humanity Matters, a resource of the City of Hope Outreach, discussing, reflecting on theology, philosophy, leadership, and nonprofits. For more information, you can visit our website, coho58.org. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at Humanity Matters and this podcast will also be up on iTunes and Google Play. And remember, as always, if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. Uh, you guys take care and God bless. Thank you. All right. Now get to head to Branson. <laughs>